0: We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get fucking like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This episode ninety one of the pod, joined by Matt Rooney. I am Joe Musso. Plenty to get to today, Matt. Uh, the football season's in the books. Um, yeah, let the tears it's tough. flow like the waters of Lake Minnetonka.
1: Yeah, that was. Uh, th- it's tough. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see this one coming. It just sneaks up on you every year. I feel. Like. You, know, you, <laughs> you, you never. I had no idea. End. Frankly, I had and and no then idea. The Super Bowl happens, and you're all excited watching it, and then all of a sudden, like the second that game ends, you it's gone. It's gone. No, it's
0: I'm going to go full spin zone server lining here. Okay. I like it's that. Good. I need, I need that right now. It's good that the season's over because of the way it ended. I, I don't want to watch football for a while. If that's what the product was, that was on the table for the Super Bowl and
1: beyond count me out. Yeah. But like you want to, you want to go out on a higher note than that though. But so we, like it's there's not a another decision. game next
0: week. It's not a decision. I say so just you just have another
1: that, game next week
0: another pro bowl. We yeah, racked I mean, the pro bowl in yeah, Hawaii. Something. Just give me something. we'll
1: have the Alliance. So we'll have football on my TV.
0: We'll, we'll get to a little Alliance of American football or Alliance of American football, uh, later on in the show today, but we gotta start by breaking down uh, the Super Bowl a bit here. There are two camps going right now, Matt. There is the that was a defensive struggle, why don't you just enjoy it for what it is camp, and then there's the that was a dumpster fire, both coaches went into their shells camp. Where between those two ends of the gamut
1: do you fall? Now this is gonna be completely stereotypical me, but I'm gonna fall Mm -hmm. right in the middle somewhere. I I think it's very possible that we can Kind of saw, oh, we, we kind topical. of saw a little bit of both. Um, I thought Jared Goff kind of laid an egg for the most part. I don't think he played well at all. Um, I, I know the Patriots mixed up what they did defensively. I was kind of reading up on you know, some of the post-game articles. I think it was one of the McCourty twins was saying you know, they had been a predominantly man team and played a whole lot of zone to try and confuse Goff, which if that's the case, um, great coaching on the Excuse me, on the uh, on the Patriots part, but at the same time, I think you still saw you know two really good defenses going at it. Well, you also had two quarterbacks not really giving you your best game, so I don't really think it was a dumpster fire, but at the same time, it wasn't all like you know you had the 85 bears defense versus the 2000 ravens defense out there either
0: yeah if that makes sense. i i lean towards dumpster fire because we could sit here and break down the film and say that oh it was it was such a great scheme by both defensive coaches it wasn't don't give me that i i don't i i didn't come to see that i didn't come to hear that and don't tell me that i don't know football because What I saw was good scheme by both teams. And yes, both teams are going to have good schemes because they're in the Super Bowl. But don't tell me that Jared Goff's never seen a man-to-man defense before. Don't tell me that he's never seen a zone defense before. You still didn't this see is, the
1: execution against those good defenses. There like was zero execution.
0: You had a 28-minute halftime and all the time in the world to implement a past game plan. Say, hey, we're going what we did against the Cardinals week 14. Remember that game plan? This is what we're they're giving us similar looks. We're going to go with this. It, it, it's not rocket science. These were two coaches that went into their shells, Sean McVay especially. Hmm. The first. I'll give you that one. The first inventive play call we saw was in the fourth quarter on a play action to the right backside screen to Brandon Cooks that went for about 26 yards. That was the first play call that looked like Sean McVay was calling the plays. He went into his shell because he didn't want to make the big mistake in the Super Bowl and he didn't want to set up his not-so-amazing quarterback to make that mistake as well. It was bad coaching by Sean McVay especially, and I wasn't that impressed by the play calling or the, I don't know, the scheme of Bill Belichick Mm -hmm. and Sean, uh, not Sean Payton, the scheme of Bill Belichick jen josh mcdaniels it was not good coaching i'm not going to sit here and fawn over the defensive prowess of these two teams because yes the patriots do have a solid back end that doesn't mean you don't stretch the defense Mm -hmm. you have robert woods and brandon cooks getting vertical one time with tom brady and the patriots offense obviously you know they're going to do whatever they need to do to win a game by one point and I think that's what we saw early on. You saw them going very smash mouth because that's what got them there, running between the tackles, handing it off by committee, getting it done that way. Did they stick towards that? Yes. Did they go to Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski when they needed to? Yes. They weren't the most explosive offense this season, so I wasn't expecting explosive offense out of them. But on the same note, it, it just it wasn't the best performance I saw out of the LA defense this season did they get to the quarterback once or twice in the first half yes but neither of these teams took the chances that you want to see a team take in the Super Bowl it was two prize fighters feeling each other out for 11 rounds and then go into a decision it wasn't it wasn't good
1: yeah you know it was more like you've probably seen the report the articles whatever about how McDaniels the last driver or going it was the last the touchdown drive the one touchdown drive not the last one um, where he basically mm-hmm. said you know he he had his offense on the sideline, and basically said like, "Hey, we're we're going to do this, this, and this. It's not something we've practiced, but it's something I'm drawing up. It's something I know it's going to work. That's not just. I feel like that's not just something that just pops into your head right before you're about to go onto the field in the fourth quarter, you in know, the fourth quarter, about to go on a game-winning touchdown drive. That's clearly something McDaniel's at thought had something in his back pocket. If the offense is stalling that badly, you're up." three nothing at halftime why not go to that a little bit sooner I guess is my maybe Belichick didn't let him something like that but I agree with the Patriots are more of a we're going to do it we have to win I don't really care if I win by 30 or if I win by three we're going to do it we have to win we're not going to lose this game either and that's kind of exactly what they did maybe they felt they had this trick in their back pocket we're going to go to it when we absolutely need it
0: I'm not even going to give McDaniels that much credit (laughs) And maybe if I go back and look at it, there is some nuance in that drive. But the play that made the difference in that drive was the Gronkowski down to the
1: two yards. Joe, line I, I, I had a prop for Gronkowski first touchdown of the game. That was it. That was a, that was a bad beat. That was going to pay Ouch. out ten to one. That that was a bad beat. Well, Sorry, let me interrupt, but I just had to... Bring no,
0: up. but I, my, my point was that wasn't a big ace in the whole card in the back pocket that Josh McDaniels had. That was hitches on the outside <laughs> and goes on the inside. Tom Brady threw Rob Gronkowski to space from the inside, up the seam, a little bit outside, away from a safety. I've seen it. I've drawn it up in the sand in a flag football game. Again, not that impressed.
1: Are you the quarterback in a flag football game, or are you a receiver?
0: I start as the receiver, and then when I don't like the play calling, when I don't like the execution, you better believe I'm playing quarterback. Okay,
1: so you're in control of that. This is the the last
0: flag football team that I played for was the 10-11 football team in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, Need okay. this wow. to say I was not happy with with the athleticism on the roster. No, had to take over. It was me and Ryan Mix. Uh, you know, I had a tall receiver out there. There you go. That's we're, all that matters. We're, we're drawing it up in the sand, and I dare you to rush the passer. I really do.
1: Yeah, you, you have those elusive feet. I don't think I'd try to rush you in a flag game. But I'm not going to claim that I'm some sort <laughs> of offensive genius because I drew up hitches. I don't know. I think elusive. you might at that point. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but, no, but, um, I, I, that, that's, that's a totally fair point. Um, I think I'm, I differ with you on the Rams side of things. I do think McVeigh – Kind of turtle a little bit and call the bad game, but I do want to kind of give Wade Phillips some credit because he's a guy who I mentioned the last in the podcast in the the last podcast. Excuse me, has had some success stopping Tom Brady. I'm not going to pretend to be a a defensive uh, guru here who can tell you exactly what he did and and like I broke down the game already. But I, I think having success, he needed some help from Tom Brady to not have his best game. That first interception to it was the first drive of the game where he overthrew Hogan was absolutely terrible. But at the same time. To hold the best ever to 13 points in a Super Bowl, I still got to give some credit to that defensive game plan scheme, whatever, mm-hmm. in my opinion, my humble
0: opinion. Um, yeah, I, I'll give that to Wade Phillips just because of uh, he kind of earned, He's earned that, that throughout, the, my He's he earned been that throughout the season He's, and not just um, throughout his career, yeah. not just on Sunday. But, um, you know, it was a... I just don't prescribe to the it was a defensive battle. Respect what you saw. A conversation I, I, we, we watched a bad those. football game. That was we've a bad. We've
1: seen those we've in the seen, past. You can tell yeah. again, You can tell the difference between you know two great defenses going at it. And the, like th- these were just there were a lot of mental mistakes. There were just a lot of physical mistakes too on from both quarterbacks that you just don't usually see. I mean, Tom Brady wasn't terrible, but he wasn't good by any means. Jared Goff, I would. Say was pretty terrible. I thought he made some, some god awful throws that one, that underthrown interception towards the end, uh, kind of highlighting all of them. But he was he was pretty bad. Uh, this wasn't like two quarterbacks doing everything they can and just having defense you know, defenders making plays here and there. It was just kind of lack of execution offensively, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um, on that note, Matt, I think everyone with the short term. ADD memories that we have want to we want broad strokes here. Do you think that this performance was damning of uh, of Jared Goff more than just uh losing a super bowl? Do you think that this has residual effects next season? Do we think that this is who he is? Do we think that Jared Goff can win a super bowl? Because there's a lot of I think, Jared Goff- one there.
1: I think Jared Goff can win a super bowl. Uh, I'm not gonna. Rush to judgment immediately, you know, right. It it was, it was a bad game, but it was one game. It was on a big stage. He's still a young guy. Um, He's still got a lot of talent around him, but I think you're going to learn a lot about him next year because I think next year can kind of go one of two ways. He can, I don't want to sound too cliche, but kind of use this as motivation to get himself better. Mm-hmm. And you can see his mental makeup that way, or you can see his mental makeup the other way and him just not really get much better. This clearly affect him. And this wasn't just your typical Super Bowl loss. This wasn't like he, him and Brady outdueled each other. And then, you know, he threw an interception on the last drive after playing a great game. This was he mm-hmm. didn't really make one play that stood out to me all night that I look yeah. back and, wow, that was Jared Goff. Like, wow, look at that. Like, if Mitch Trubisky had this game and, and, and on the grandest stage, he'd have been absolutely oh, killed God. by Bears fans and people would be calling for his just outright release, not even trade, because people would be saying he can't get anything for him. Uh, so I, I, I think Jared Goff can come back and, and be a good quarterback. I think he won a Super Bowl, especially with this talent. But he's clearly got some work to do.
0: That's why I was low-key rooting for the Rams in this one. Um, uh, I just felt that this was like... One for the middle-tier quarterbacks, and uh, we, we, we didn't see it. We didn't I think
1: it. I think you did see, though, he's going into this year, I think, and even at the beginning when, when Goff was, the Rams started, what, 8-0 and he was lighting the world on fire. Mm-hmm. People were saying, you know, Goff's the next elite quarterback. He's the next one of that group. I, yeah, I think he made you a saw couple nice throws
0: in that Kansas City game and everybody lost their mind. I
1: think you're seeing he's closer to that, you know, Middle tier than he might be to that elite tier, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think those kind of in between group quarterbacks can win one, but I don't think he's the next Brady, Manning, Breeze like people were trying to crown him after that those you know that eight no start. Yeah, um,
0: and I think we're getting into that rarefied air where there is no next Brady. You know he's he's doing things now. He's separating himself not mm-hmm. from uh, any other players, but now he's separating himself from history. He's distancing himself from you know the precedent of greatness he's now setting a new precedent with 6 rings 9 super bowls 16 AFC East titles 9 AFC titles it's just unbelievable what we're seeing now i'm not the type that roots against the patriots because i want parity uh-huh. I'm the type that doesn't mind the Patriots winning because I enjoy greatness. The only thing that bothered me is this wasn't that great of a performance.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good play like, because I'm with you. I'm I was rooting for the Patriots on Sunday. I might be the only person in the city of Chicago. Apparently, it seems because everybody seems mm-hmm. to hate them. Like I, I'm with you. I. I get that some people might be bored with seeing them every year, but I just keep getting more and more impressed that they figure out ways to do this. And like you, I kind of like watching greatness, but that Super Bowl wasn't necessarily great. And it's a win, and I'm, it, mm-hmm. it shouldn't damage the look of the Patriots. People shouldn't be critical of them. They won the Super Bowl. That's that's a fact. Like That shouldn't be knocked at all. But it wasn't the... Tom Brady had a greater effort against Philly last year by far, and he lost Absolutely. the game, I guess, if that makes sense. But
0: And he even said it post-game. He said... He was asked to compare the two, and he said, well, last year we scored a bunch of points and we lost, so I'll take this over
1: that any day. And as he should. Um, I think you said we're not going to see the next Tom Brady, and I'm totally with you. That's not only because the next Tom like – it'd be really hard to just replicate what Tom Brady does, but he's also in the perfect situation with – I don't think there's a debate anymore – the greatest coach of all time and also an owner who is pretty much – the most supportive, easy to work with you know owner mm-hmm. in, in sp- not only football but probably pro sports right now. He has this perfect formula that's just that's so far out of his control too. It's not just him. It's, it's the and, greatest quarterback combined with the greatest coach and the greatest owner. it's, it's, it's also a, another holy Trinity of football.
0: Another uh, element to that formula, another variable to that formula and not to marginalize here. But be in the weakest division in football yeah. for the last twenty years, and that that doesn't hurt either.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and I think part of part of why that division has become so weak is you've seen those teams so worried about the Patriots and doing whatever they can to try and mm-hmm. beat the Patriots that they kind of stop worrying about themselves. I, I guess yeah. if that makes sense, and, and with the way that division's going, no one's winning it anytime soon as long as Tom Brady's around or even competing for it. Yeah. Um... Nonetheless,
0: another notch in the belt of Tom Brady, another ring starting on the other hand. I think that, uh, you know, he, he's come out and said it already. We haven't seen the last of him, so let's not close the book quite yet. I'm Do you think we've seen the, uh,
1: seen the last of Gronk, though? That's what I wanted to ask you. Um, he said he'll make his decision
0: in this next week, yeah. which leads me to believe he's already made a decision. Yeah. Which leads me to believe, yes. And it's super odd because I think the – playfulness and youthfulness and stupidity of Rob Gronkowski continues to lead us to believe that he just started that mm-hmm. he's somewhat a rookie that he's a second year third year player and correct me if I'm wrong but this is year nine eight? I want to say he's 29 now so and he came into the league young out of Arizona mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah I uh, Rob my- Gronkowski swan song um, the only thing that would lead me to believe no is that Brady's coming back, and I think that Gronk is just going to do what Brady does. That's it for me. I Brady think, will.
1: Brady I think those will likely be able to hand.
0: convince him. Yeah,
1: I, I think he's even said it last year when they were flirting with the idea of trading him to the Lions because Patricia wanted him. He was like, "No, if you trade me, I'll retire. I'm, I'm only playing with Tom." I mm-hmm. think if Tom comes back, and it, I mean, it's a big if, but Belichick's a smart guy and knows how to handle players. I mean, if if he kind of says, you know. We're going to put you on, you know, somewhat of a, a pitch count here during the regular season. You're you're not playing 16. Hell, you're probably not even playing 10 games. Um, we'll, we'll kind of get you into rhythm, have you sit for a couple of weeks, you know, bounce back and forth that way, and then that way you're still pretty healthy for the playoffs. I, I can see that working out for, you know, another year or two as long as Tom's around. But I I, I do think we're obviously on borrowed time here with Gronk, and, and I don't think it's it yet, but it wouldn't be shocking to me if, if he did call it quits by the end of the week.
0: Drafted in 2010, that was year eight of his career. uh, Looking at the contractual payout, do nine million next year, and for him that's a bargain. Tough, but that's tough to leave on the table. True. Um, I wouldn't be surprised his cap hit is 11, so there is a little chunk there. But if you can get Rob Gronkowski to somehow renegotiate a two year deal with a player option with big money in the second mm-hmm. year to get one more year out of them yeah. on cheap, on cheap money and then be able to sign another tight end with the money that you made there or the money that you saved there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put Rob Gronkowski on a pitch count. I don't want to see Rob Gronkowski till week six, let him hit his stride down the stretch and do what he mm-hmm. just did again. Yeah. I, I really like that. I, I really I hope think that's, that's the they go. It's, And I really think that's very Patriot way.
1: I I, I would be shocked if that idea proposal hasn't already been, you know, pitched Mm -hmm. to him, you know, say, Hey, this is, this is our plan for you next year. And if I, if I'm Belichick, whatever, Brady, whoever's coming up with the ideas, I I have that plan ready for him to see ready to go if he hasn't seen it. And if he Mm -hmm. still doesn't want that, if he's still saying, you know, my my body's just too done, my body's too spent. Okay. I I can't really blame you. Uh, He's, he had a great career. And it's, it's odd that he's played eight seasons. Just eight seasons in the NFL and people, I mean, he is the best tight end to ever play the game. And we're saying mm, that in such a short. Down. Okay, I'm, I'll slow. Go ahead. He's, he's okay, the Tony best Gonzalez. Tony Gonzalez is the best yeah, tight end uh, no, I mean, One he's, of the top three. He's
0: absolutely top three, top five tight ends know. to ever strap it up. In eight seasons. Is he the most captivating, electrifying, athletic tight end to ever play the game? Hands down, bar none. But you need to put in more than eight seasons. And I'll say to the
1: most talented tight end to ever play the game.
0: 100%. You, you, will, you will not get any argument from me there, but um, there's a guy named Tony. Gonzalez. I, I stopped
1: myself. I caught myself. Um,
0: there are a couple other guys that come to mind as well, but um, no, Rob Gronkowski, if he is gone, will be missed. And what he did for the league and for the Patriots, it was fun to watch. It was its own storyline from week to week. I hope he comes back. Um, even double down, maybe you re- reverse incentivize his contract. He starts losing money if he gets like 60 receptions next year. <laughs> you need to keep
1: him under a reception <laughs> number
0: and he gets more money.
1: Uh, that, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. That's new. That's, new. That's You should call the Patriots. You should call <laughs> Bill and, and propose that. Maybe he'll get you on staff. But uh, it, was, um, it was another
0: Gronkowski moment to add to the uh, Brady-Gronkowski anthology and uh, what a play it was, what a catch it was. Not an easy play by any means. Um, you know, we see that play from the angle of the broadcast, but from the angle of Rob Gronkowski, that ball probably—oh yeah—at the last a second, a defender's head at the last second to make that play in that moment—a um, play that Brandon Cooks couldn't make. Yeah. Um, essentially. Uh, I know different route, different concept, but a late ball um, in coverage, uh, just uh, just fantastic if, stuff.
1: If that's how he's going out, Joe, it's a fitting end because that was a game-winning 69-yard touchdown drive.
0: <laughs> you're terrible yeah i'm, I'm right <laughs> oh goodness all right matt one before we move on here off of the sure. super bowl tell me i'm not the only one that was frustrated by the fact that it seemed for the taking oh it was you know, there nothing if, if there from was a, the, if there was a year nothing for from the point yeah nothing from the point that cody parkey rung those two upright or that upright in that crossbar uh, led me to believe that the Bears were not the best team in the NFC, nor that they could have won that Super Bowl.
1: You were waiting for like this offensive explosion from either the Saints or the Rams to just kind of make you feel better. I guess if like, I, I, was, I kept waiting for that. I kept waiting for that performance. Even the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe the Bears could have gotten here, but Tom Brady always goes you know goes off in the Super Bowl. He's going to have a big game, and that that's you know where I can start feeling better. I don't. I don't feel better. Mm-hmm. I don't feel better at all. I, I it, Honestly, I couldn't. It's not the only thing I thought about during the Super Bowl, but just kind of kept coming back to me every few minutes. Like, this, this was there. This was for the taking. The Bears absolutely could have been here. The Bears' defense is better than both of the ones we saw last night. The offense, I guarantee you, could have put in a better performance than the Rams did. I, I would be shocked if the Bears' offense only put up three points in that Super Bowl the other night. So, I don't know, man. That, that one stings, and it, it feels only more, again, like another missed opportunity like we talked about after the Eagles game.
0: That it was. Um, uh, uh, Camp Bourbonnais can't come co- soon enough because uh, you have all the momentum in the world. You just gotta reengage these guys into starting from square one. And uh, I think the coach of the year is the right guy for that. That's the thing that I think mm-hmm. in is that uh, Matt Nagy is our coach, and um, I-, I really liked what I saw out of him this year. For as critical as I've been with mm-hmm. Bears coaching. It's the most excited I've been about a coach in a long time. It's the most excited about it. I've been about a defense in a long time, about a safety, about a back end, about uh, a weapon in Tariq Cohen, about an offensive approach. Um, would I like to see a little bit more out of our wide receivers? Yes, but the development of Anthony Miller
1: excites me. Uh, having Alan Robinson under control excites me um I was having, say, i'm glad you brought up Allen robinson because i think we saw towards the end of that eagles game where the especially the second half there's kind of a question you, you didn't know if Allen robinson was you know one of the elite receivers kind of a tier below that whatever I, I think you saw towards the end of that eagles game the second half when he just went off he, he finished 10 receptions 143 yards and was just uncoverable in man like i want to see year. that I, but i yeah I, i'm hoping that was more of like a We didn't see that as much because Nagy was spreading the ball out. Nagy was kind of, you know, keeping everybody involved in his offense because that's kind of what he does. I I hope that next year that's a little bit of a blueprint for, you know, when the offense is stalling, when we're not moving all that well. You know what? He's out there in one-on-one. He's pretty good. Let's just throw the ball to him and see if he catches it because as complicated and as tricky as, as football game planning and scheming and offense can be, you do have to have that simplicity of sometimes saying, you know what? He's good. He's being covered by one guy who's shorter than him. He's going to go get it for us. That's it.
0: Let's go negative here.
1: Okay, um, let's do it. And, you and love I'm going to steer.
0: I'm going to steer clear of Mitch Trubisky because I am.
1: We're, we're of team the belief. Mitch now.
0: We are team Mitch, team and Mitch. I. I've converted you.
1: Took me long. I enough, think that but he's on schedule.
0: You. I think that he's on schedule to use a football guy. That is the there. nicest thing
1: you've ever said about Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, no, no.
0: I've gone. I've gone <laughs> I know, good. I know. On Mitch. I know. I'm joking. I've gone good on Mitch, <laughs> but he. I, I think he's on schedule. I look for another jump next year. But okay. where are the holes? What do you want to see drafted? Where are the needs? Where do you think that this team needs to be sheared up? Obviously, you can you can never have too many guys on the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not totally sold on the. Trey Burton Adam Shaheen duo at tight end and this is a league where if you have a talented tight end you get a lot better we just got done talking about one of the best no Rob Gronkowski's don't grow on trees I like Trey Burton but he leaves a little bit something to be desired Adam Shaheen still looks like he's figuring out the work figuring out how to work his body do you think that tight ends a place they might go
1: I mean, it's it's definitely a possibility, but they have to really pick their spots with their draft mm-hmm. picks, obviously, because they're they so limited so fair. there unless they sit, unless they recoup them and you know free agency wise too. They I think with the Massey signing, they're now right right around ten million. Now I think it was a, I saw like nine and a half million in cap space, but when they cut Dion Sims, that'll bump that up to like eleven or something. So they'll mm-hmm. be in a little bit better shape there. But again, they kind of have to kind of pick their spots. I I, th- I think you're going to see them kind of signed, I don't want to say a Band-Aid type tight end, but someone who's a little bit better than what Daniel Daniel Brown, I think it was, was giving you last year, Ben Broniker, if, you know, Adam Shaheen goes down but I, I still think they're playing they're invested in Trey Burton he's got to be tight at number one last year and yeah. I don't know what the hell happened with him before the Eagles game with the hamstring quote unquote locking up and then I guess, anxiety yeah, rumors that, 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 that makes me nervous that, that absolutely makes me nervous good. going forward but again he also played in the Super Bowl and threw a touchdown pass in that Super Bowl so hopefully this was just a fluke incident yeah, and but we've that seen, doesn't make me feel any better. It does
0: he ran a nice trick play. No, but
1: he – okay, but he played in a Super Bowl, participated, yeah. but by all accounts had a fine game, whatever. I I still think with their – not they don't have much cap flexibility this offseason. I mean, it's a little bit there, but it's still kind of limited. I think you have to give Adam Shaheen one more run of it to see if he can stay healthy because those limited times we've seen him be healthy – his size I mean, is a little bit of a game changer. I mean, he he's a very talented player when healthy. He doesn't move quite as well, obviously, as Gronk, but that size factor, he's a tough matchup for DBs, and he's still a tough matchup for linebackers because he's so much taller. I mean, it, you have to, I think, give him one more year to stay healthy, especially last year. Like, this injury was—he got concussed going up for a one-on-one uh, fade in the end zone. Like, that. that's— that's not like an injury-prone injury. That's just a fluke injury that happens. But then again, it did happen to him again. So, I don't know. I still like Adam Sheen. I'd still like to see him get one more shot. But if they decided they needed to go another route at tight end, get a more consistent presence there in case something happens with Trey Burton, I also couldn't play him. So, with the limited draft picks, where do your eyes go? I think defensive back because one of Amos or Bryce Callahan will not be back, mm-hmm. and maybe even both. Um, I mean, you talk about we've just spent – bunch of time talking about the Patriots, how they've won 6 Super Bowls and how they've been here for so long. Part of that is because they don't overpay to keep, you know, above average players. They overpay pay sometimes to keep great players, but when your time I don't want to say their time is done, but when your time is kind of hitting its peak a little bit, they mm-hmm. don't really feel the need to keep you because they believe in their system. And if the Bears truly believe in their system, their ability to draft, I'm not sure you see Adrian Amos sign a big contract like he's going to want. He's going to sign one of the bigger safety contracts in the nfl you'd have to think i think they believe eddie jackson is kind of the future that's secondary the future of that back end Absolutely. and if they think that's the way maybe they say you know see you it's it's been fun it's been real we can't pay you i'm going to go draft a safety and then kind of go that route so you're saying fullback we go, we go uh, a yeah. well you know james devlin played a pretty key piece for the patriots <laughs> in that run James
0: Devlin, uh, whatever we also can do, running to get back, Kyle check in Chicago. <laughs> I love Juice, Harvard guy, hard nosed. What, what do you want for him? We'll make a trade. What do you want? Good dude, friend of friend of the podcast, Jack Dittmer's former Harvard teammate.
1: Well, that's a connection right, right there. Let's, let's, uh, let's use that. Guy. Let's let's use that connection.
0: <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, football season is over.
1: I well, guess. you didn't answer. NFL. Where do you want the Bears to go?
0: Oh, where do I want yeah, the Bears to you, go? I, I do the agree. Nice no, I, I, I do know? agree that um, with the picks, you can you got to look where you can find value in later rounds because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we don't have a pick until pick number forties. Yeah. Okay, so even later. I
1: think it's third round.
0: Um, yeah. fifty something. So you got to have. Uh, a, you got to go to a position where you can find good depth late, and I do look towards a back end cornerback position there or shoring up the interior because you just don't know how durable or what's going to happen you know not even to bring Kyle Long's durability into question it just gets messy in the trenches yeah, and, and you can never have you can never have too much depth at the guard tackle
1: positions. I mean, you saw him, what's it? I forget his first name, but Witzman did when he filled in for Long. He wasn't great, mm-hmm. but he was a guy who could play either guard for you and fill in in a bind, and he was fine for eight weeks. The same thing with Eric Kush; he could even play center. You need to have one or two of those yeah, versatile interior offensive line linemen, invaluable. Be, you know, who can play center, who can play either guard. You need those guys because a lot of stuff goes on in that trenches, and it's very rare that you got all five starters stay healthy for sixteen games.
0: Doesn't it feel like just yesterday we were saying where do you not go? You know, like we need, we have so many holes. How do you fill these holes? So kudos to this front office, this coaching staff for getting us in this position and this expedited of a fashion. I wouldn't be shocked
1: seeing it and putting it into play. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw them say, you know, Sherrick McManus when Bryce Callahan went down last year, he filled in pretty well in the nickel slot where we feel good Mm -hmm. enough at least with limited draft picks. That you know, he's just for for now going to be our our. Guy, there, you know, maybe we can find an undrafted free agent we might like, or, or something here and there, bottom of the barrel guy. We see something, but if they see other needs and they're not able to recoup many draft picks, I, I can see that also being a route where they just kind of take, you know, a safety or some glaring need they really think they have, and and seeing that nickel slot is at least a temporary fix with Sherrick McManus.
0: Draft talk is already underway. Can't wait, but let's not forget, Matt. <sighs> Football starts again. Thank on God! Sunday. It's been too Alliance, long since I've
1: seen a football game.
0: Alliance of American Football coming to your airwaves on CBS. Can, I can't uh, wait I for it. this Sun. This Sunday is
1: that I, they play this? I want to say it's on Sunday. Sundays as well. It's not crap. It'll be okay.
0: You don't know yet. You don't know I, yet. It could be absolute garbage.
1: It could be garbage, but at the end of the day, not it's, only we're still is it guys football.
0: Not only is it guys who didn't make the league, it, no, I don't think you're even. They getting made like, the
1: league, they're just not in it anymore.
0: Yeah, but I'm, my point <laughs> is my point is it's a crop of guys. There's a whole crop of guys that didn't cut the snuff of the NFL that don't want to play in the Alliance of American football. So you're getting the NFL rejects guys who are still trying to cash checks, and you're getting like the good
1: not great college maybe you're still players. trying to get some guys who want to find a way back into the league and this is their way to still showcase uh, that they got it yeah showcase their talent a little bit um, I, mean, I, I do but, tend to agree with you more that it's more just guys still trying to cash paychecks because it's, it's still paying football well. guys of, football's a game of bullets and i think if a lot of
0: front office guys in the nfl see guys using their bullets um you're just going to be a rental for a year or two if you really That's show fair. something. Joe, the uh, the AAF, A F a la Rod Smart he hate me, you know that type of thing.
1: <laughs> the A F uh, kicks off Saturday night at eight p or seven o'clock central, so that'd be five you know o'clock. Where I'll AM. be, Spectrum Stadium in Florida. The Orlando Apollos and Steve Spurrier, they're hosting the Atlanta Legends. I, Can't I, wait I for I'm that. excited for it. The old ball coach. I'm excited for um, it. Steve Spurrier's we were, back. we were
0: chatting a little bit before the podcast, Matt. Who's, uh, who's your squad?
1: Who, I've given uh, you, you two to look out for. I, lo- I like the Orlando Apollos simply because Steve Spurrier. I, I, mean, I love Steve Spurrier. He's a, he's a treat to watch on the sidelines. He's a hell of a personality. And it's a cool name, the Apollos. And mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. And then uh, my other one is the Salt Lake Stallions. Uh, mm-hmm. simply because their uniforms are fantastic. They got some gray and some light blue. It's it's like an icy type look, Joe. I think you'd love it. Okay. I know you said you love alliteration, so maybe that's I your love squad too. Dennis Erickson, the, uh, the, the head man for them. Keep, yeah, mm-hmm. Those are my two to keep an eye on. I think if I'm going to
0: give you another one, my Fair. eyes go right to the Arizona Hotshots. Ooh, Big Hot Shots. Guys. I love I, the color scheme as well. Too. Green, yellow, and a little neon orange in there, it looks like. Um, the Atlanta Hotshots. Shots. Uh, Arizona. Put, the Fien- er, the Ari- Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, I just moved them, actually. Oh, the uh, Atlanta has a team already. So. It's an expansion franchise. Atlanta's got two American Alliance of Football I like teams. that. Got, I can't even say the league fans. name.
1: It's Alliance oh, of American God. Football, Joe.
0: Oh, Americans of Alliance's footballs. Yeah, sure. Um, also, I was just going to try and gloss over it and move by it, but you did win our bet um, for the oh, season. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, I'd, I'd also like to say that I'm boycotting it. i oh, Not God. sending you golf balls. Why? Because um, I won. No, because
1: I was up like three dozen golf yeah. balls. and at then one you point, choked and it away.
0: I didn't. You flamboozled me. You 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 put the
1: Joe being the, it, the, be, being the son of two lawyers. I figured out a way. I figured out a way in the writing to yeah. get around it, and I, I did. I figured Speaking out a loophole. which.
0: Speaking of which, you'll be hearing from mine. So okay. uh, you're not getting golf balls.
1: That's not true. Uh, we'll we'll, um, we'll, dis- <laughs> we'll discuss. I just I didn't hit a single bet. I didn't hit a single. Do I, prop do I need to win another betting competition with you to get those? I golf was just balls? well. Let's. I know.
0: Uh, I know you fancy yourself on the prop bets. What what you have some action on? And did anything hit? Obviously, you always bet the over on the uh, on the national anthem. And when you hear the strings, you feel good. Gladys Knight held that for us. Yeah. Hit the over. What else? Uh, what else hit for you?
1: Uh, I, I did not have anything else hit. I had a lot of first touchdown of the game props. I, I took some value there. Uh, I had Edelman mm-hmm. and Gronk. So I, as I told you, you know, Gronk not hitting that one, that one stung for me. Yep. Um, and then I also, what else did I have? What did you have? Do you have anything else? Well, I'm thinking well of what I have.
0: only had one other, I only had one other play. Well, I also
1: took big... the girly one. <laughs> the girly one. Yeah. <laughs> that that was my out. other
0: play. Big-time value, uh, plus 1,500, Gurley to score three touchdowns. I thought, you know, he was in tears after the NFC Championship. He really wanted to make a statement here. His mm-hmm. teammates, you know, they wanted him to be good again. Sean McVay was going to go back to him in, in the offensive plan because that's what got him here. Two weeks to rest the knee. We got three touchdowns, no doubt. Yeah. Wah, no. Wah, wah. Yeah, 34 not yards. I was, uh, best tweet. I think I saw was Todd Gurley really ran for more yards in the NFL 100 commercial than in the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> think <like> he's right. <laughs> he's got to be banged up, right? Like that. Yeah. There's gotta be something. There's, going there's on gotta there. be something. I, he, they, he was asked about it. I think after, it was after the game, um, and he said something. Along, he he said he was healthy, but he also said something along the lines of like, you know, we'll, we'll have our physicals tomorrow and, and kind of see if anything comes up. But he said he was healthy, but also kind of gave himself a little bit of a, well, there could be something because I'm hitting. If we're all getting physicals tomorrow, and something might show up. I also uh, wanted to take the prop bet, but it wasn't there on Sunday when I was looking for it. But I saw it earlier in the weekend. Liked it. it was no no scores in the first six and a half minutes of the game. That one would Jeez. have hit, but I, I did not get to take it because I couldn't find it on Sunday. Which is uh, Before
0: we move on here, uh, useless, meaningless stat. I saw sure. on the those. Jaisen
1: show yesterday. Love
0: those. Uh, the touchdown was scored at the exact seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter, meaning the only touchdown in Super Bowl 53 was scored 53 minutes into Super Bowl 53.
1: Yeah, that is a useless <laughs> stat. You're right. Where's your brain
0: exploding? Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's, you, that- got, you got me good. We're moving on here. What are you watching now, other than the Alliance of American Football? Uh, what are you watching say, now? Uh,
1: I've been keeping an eye out on the NBA simply because it's almost impossible not to. Uh, with don't with the sleep on again. those
0: hometown Kings,
1: Joe. I've got to tell you, that's I, I don't get to see a ton of the Sacramento Kings out here, but like when for whatever reason, we get the free preview of NBA League Pass or if we get a game Mm -hmm. on at work. I I, I love watching your Kings. They're a fun, young team to watch. I mean, they're they're not going to do much in the playoffs this year, but they're a team who down the road can be – I mean, if they can keep this group together, a very fun, good team, competitive team in that Western Conference.
0: If they make the playoffs this year, that is just it's a huge the win. biggest win. They haven't been to the playoffs in 12 seasons. That's yeah. all this fan base wants. And to see that building on fire last night on a Monday night is such a departure. Maybe if what, they make the guess, playoffs, I'll come out there for a game. You host me for Let's a game. go. Yeah. Let's go, Matt. Because, uh, now they are fun, and they do run. And last night, uh, Marvin Bagley. I saw that in that 360 loop, though. Finishing a 360 alley-oop. Now, he will forever be compared to Luka Doncic just because of the decision that the Kings made not to pick Doncic. And will Doncic be a rare talent? Will he be better than Bagley? Very likely. But for what they wanted and what they needed and the leaping ability and the early development of this 19-year-old and Marvin Bagley III he's he's one to keep an eye on, too. And that core, that backcourt of Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. My favorite name in basketball. Yogi, Yogi Ferrell, uh, big Indiana guy. Canada. Seven for seven from the field last night. Four for four from three. 19 points. Jaeger couldn't even put Fox back in because Yogi Ferrell was just pour, filling it up. Um, oh, you guys looking at Drake got, him since
1: you got Yogi Ferrell? We'll give, no, me, we'll give you no, Chris that's, Dunn.
0: That's not happening because the Fox is a point guard of the future, not just for the. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Yogi, the, uh, Yogi went seven for seven last night. You might want to go to him. And no, treat that's us that's and the Fox. future. That's the future of the league at the
0: one yeah, spot. I, I would totally be, agree with you there. It's going to be Dame and him after Chris Paul retires, and I don't think that's too far off. So, I'm um, no a fun team out here, but fun teams all across the league. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: absolutely. And uh, I think we're going to try and get Mark Schanowski on here to to give us a, a a little bit of a recap of what we've missed focusing mm-hmm. so much on football and then try and uh, give us a little preview looking ahead and kind of what the hell's going on with our, our hometown Bulls because I know you still have some, some allegiances to them as well. But also, Joe, keep an eye on college basketball. This is, this is the, the prime time for when I start really paying attention, really giving it a look, really starting to you know watch a game, just about a game a night when they're on TV because now my yeah. focus is completely shifted from football. This is when you start. Going. Kind of pick, this is when you start picking up the the stretch run down to you know conference. Start. I mean, it's February. You got rivalry week coming up here soon. Duke and Carolina, I think, playing next week, and that's kind of the the official start of the stretch run for me in college basketball season.
0: And like, I've never been the biggest college basketball fan. I obviously love March Madness, mm-hmm. the spectacle. But when you're you, a big spectacle guy, aren't you? Yeah, big you spect- love a big spectacle. Huge spectacle you guy. Love a good spectacle. Um, I think that. Uh, with the attention that I've already been giving to the NBA, it's going to be hard for me to really get into college basketball. This That's year. fair. It's mean, going to be really, really hard just because it's not, I mean, I, comparing it to NFL and NCAA football, um, NBA and NCAA basketball is an even further disparity in talent um, I mean, and, and execution.
1: College basketball. There's, I mean, usually Bad. in years past, there's <laughs> a bunch of different storylines to watch. There's some good teams to keep an eye out for, but like right, right now, Duke's kind of it. I, I mean, yeah, like, I like, Tennessee, Tennessee is actually on number, one. Every night. Tennessee's number one and they're having a good year, but Tennessee doesn't have anybody that's going to be a game changing pro or that has me tuning in. Virginia is really good again, but again, they're one of those system teams that scores like 50 points a game and just suffocates you to death defensively. Michigan will
0: get upset in the elite eight. <laughs>
1: yeah. And Michi- Michigan state's there. But again, that's like a Tom Izzo coach team that you just kind of expect this from every year that you kind of like, we'll just, we'll watch you in March because that's when you play your best anyways. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of exciting, you know, top-end you know, college talent, it seems, is here. And even when you look at the draft boards, I mean, you have Zion and R.J. Barrett are one and two. The, the kid from Murray State is, is number three. And people say he's, he could be a franchise-changing talent, too. But at the same time, he's playing basketball from Murray State. I'm not tuning in to watch Murray State.
0: Matt, we're uh, we're already delving into basketball here, so let's keep that ball rolling in the right direction. Good, good use um, um, The biggest, the biggest
1: use of words there. Ball rolling, basketball. Thank you. It's good. Thank you. Um,
0: the. Uh, the biggest story uh, in round ball right now is that of Anthony Davis and the Lakers day after day just continuing to offer the farm to Atlanta and Atlanta just kind of – New Orleans. Standing, or New Orleans, excuse me, and New Orleans standing pat and uh, just kind of letting I, I, I love, publicly embarrass themselves. I
1: love the way the Pelicans are handling this. They're, they're, they're not no. going to have Anthony Davis long-term, obviously. He, he's gone as good as gone – But they still hold the power here because Davis isn't a free agent at the end of this year. They can do this negotiating in the offseason. And they basically are saying, you guys openly tampered with this. You thought you were going to be able to force your hand into getting this to go exactly your way the way you planned it. Screw you. No, you're not. We control this. If you want Anthony Davis, okay, you have to give us every single one of your important assets plus four first-round picks. Uh, I I love the way they're handling it.
0: Me too. And it's nice to watch a a franchise, um, mind you, a franchise that might be gone in three years, but a franchise Mm -hmm. using their leverage in a situation because we do live in the era of players' dads saying where they'll go and not go, and that makes me sick. Mm -hmm. Shut up. You don't have a no-trade clause, Lonzo Ball. Um, you don't have a no-trade clause, Kyle Kuzma. You don't, mm-hmm. like, these, you're going to go where you're going to go. You, don't, you I mean, haven't earned that right yet. Anthony Davis has earned that right and has a little bit of leverage to say, hey, these are the five teams I want to go to. But don't tell me you want to be in Phoenix, Lonzo Ball or Lonzo Ball's dad. Don't tell me where you want to go or don't want to go. You're an asset. You're an asset Ooh. that's going to go where you go. You're not the key marquee player in this trade. And it's not just – I'm not just ragging on Lonzo and the Ball family here. This is what we've seen in the past. Players who really aren't of that cal- caliber trying to dictate where they're going. Do that behind closed doors. Stop making a fool yourself in the headlines.
1: No, I, I'm with you, but it, it's nice to see, I guess I'm going back to my point here. It's nice for me to see somebody finally I don't want to say stand up to LeBron, but for so long he's kind of been able to just do whatever the hell he wants and tamper to get what he wants, who he wants, where and when. <laughs> yeah. And it's not tampering it's, even anymore. There, like honestly, there really isn't anything. And like th- this was so obvious. Sub tweets tampering. and Instagram like, comments. They, and now, yeah. like they switched agents, they have the same agent. They're getting dinners together in L.A. Like there was clearly something going on here. Everybody knew it. LeBron wasn't even subtle about it. And now the Pelicans are kind of giving him the finger right back, which I kind of love to see.
0: And, I, and from another pet peeve of mine now is, like, if you're LeBron James, go to a team where you think you can win and then go win. Don't go to a team you think you can win because you like the opportunities to make movies, yep. blow the thing up, change 10 people's lives, and then buy your team. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate the way that teams are being constructed these days. Yes, go out, paint your building Purple. Whatever you want to do to get LeBron yeah. James or the big free agent, whatever you gotta to do to get Kevin Durant this offseason, do it. But don't bother me in February trying to blow up rosters to put yourself in a position to again get beat by the Warriors.
1: Yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah, think if you look at this trade here that you know, the, the well first uh, the original proposal was kind of a joke. It was just Lonzo and Kuzma for um for Davis pretty much with Now, the, with some now picks correct me if
0: I'm wrong here, but it's Lonzo, Kuzma, it is
1: Rondo, uh, two first rounders. Oh, I, thought in- I thought Ingram was in there too. No, the last I saw. No,
0: Ingram was the one, the one, the last one I saw was Ingram was the only thing that wasn't there and that's what was kind of holding it back, I guess.
1: Hold on, I got a tweet here from Woj, it's going to be great radio. Um, Get it. Uh, the Lakers, the Pells are waiting on Lakers to overwhelm them with a historic haul of picks. So they want four first-round picks, second-round picks, plus an, like, basically that elite package we were just talking about. I'm not sure if that included Ingram or not. I think I've seen, honestly, both reports. Some people have said Ingram was involved, some haven't been. I, I wouldn't be shocked if in one of the offers Brandon Ingram was included. But basically, that's what they're saying. Like, every young asset you have has to come to us. So at that point, can LeBron and Anthony Davis beat the Warriors by themselves? No, they can't because the Warriors still have Katie and Steph who are you know as good as those two. They still have Clay. They still have Boogie Cousins at this point. They still have Andre Iguodala, might be the best sixth man in the NBA. I don't think they have the w- getting rid of those guys, the, what's no. in the tank needed.
0: Uh, and I also think that what you're seeing from the Pelicans here is them saying, make us a historic pick-offer, because we're trying to keep a franchise in the city. Yeah and the best way to do that isn't with some unproven rookies who might not want to be here, it's with rebuilding our team with picks yeah and then essentially telling ownership that uh, you know we need to stay here and telling the league that we need to stay here because we just picked six
1: first rounders over the last two, three years you yeah. Know? So I think that's what their strategy is here. I'm hoping it works out in the end for them because it does seem like they got a raw deal here. But my, my gut still tells me somehow, some way, we'll be watching. I don't think it'll happen by the deadline, but somehow, some way, next year, we'll be watching AD uh, with LeBron and the Lakers. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, How bad did it make you feel? Jump... Did you see the list that AD put out of teams he'd resign with? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee was on there, not Chicago.
0: Yeah, but Milwaukee's like the third best team in the NBA. Right I know, now.
1: but like he had New York. He had L.A. and he had Milwaukee.
0: There's no—I mean, Chicago is not a destination. It's, it never has. I been. know, but
1: it's his hometown, and like, not that I thought I'd see it on there, but the, I don't know why Milwaukee yeah. was such a kick in the stones to see. But like, I, I know they obviously they got Giannis. They got who's probably the most exciting, one of the best young players in the NBA. He's said he's not going anywhere. He wants to be there, but still, that one hurts. Not
0: only are not only the Bulls a long way off from being competitive, they don't have pieces on the roster to entice no, they, free agents to then become competitive. They have I dare I dare to say that the New York Knicks are closer than the Chicago Bulls right now.
1: We'll see who gets the number one pick. That, <laughs> honestly, that, that they are in the same spot. We'll yeah. just see who gets the number one pick.
0: Matt, uh, before we move to some segments here, day 100 of baseball free agency and Hasn't Man been been a Chicago free
1: agency. Or Bryce it's been Harper. so action packed. This has been the most
0: isn't it so the most baseball free agency of all time?
1: Yeah, it's 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 baseball in a nutshell, really. It's like th- this is no, this this is still going on, this is still happening, this is still not over. Like it started mm-hmm. out really exciting early on, and then you're like, oh, it's it's still just the sixth inning and it's eleven o'clock at night. Like it's just been weird, and it's not only Harper and Machado, you still have what Dallas Kitts like Mike Mustafa. Like you still got some big names out there, and if those two haven't signed, that means you're not going to see Mustaka sign until after Machado signs, in all likelihood. And the, the odd and one I to love, me is is Dallas Keuchel because he's really the only big time pitching name out there, and no one's really yeah. like, there's not even rumors of where he might go.
0: I love the uh, MLB uh, social media team putting out now it's our turn after the Super dude, Bowl. Dude, dude you, guys had, what do you, do you think guys had you guys what?
1: <laughs> we yeah, thought the they were going to sign at Christmas. <laughs> like the winter meetings were at Christmas. We thought they were going yeah. to sign. And now it's February.
0: And here we are, christmas Uh
1: Matt, let's jump into some buy or sell. Let's do it. Want it me to start? Off. Yeah, start. All off. right, uh, you, you mentioned Lonzo Ball. Um, I think I know your answer for this, but a while back when these rumors first started, and he said, you know, New Orleans wasn't where he wanted to be, one of the rumors was Chicago was the team he wouldn't mind playing for, he'd like to be mm-hmm. in. Buy or sell, you'd like Lonzo Ball in a Bulls uniform. I buy mm-hmm. it. Because thank you. Well, that everything was not, is not the answer I expected, but I, I agree.
0: Everything is an upgrade from here, and I like Lonzo. I like his game. Would I like him to add You know, a shot. Is he trying to add a shot? Yes, but uh, Lori marketing and Lonzo Ball in a pick and roll type offense. You know, mm-hmm. that's a step in the right direction. That's that's something. And right now, there's nothing. Yeah. So would I? Would I mind Lonzo Ball to be in Chicago? No. If they could convince uh, Lavar Ball to go to. Brought Slava or wherever his other
1: sons want to go you play. Just, and like, you just broke a podcast rule, by the way.
0: You got to
1: pay Oh, the tax. shit. I said Lonzo Ball and I just said, no, it, yeah. well, you said the No, you said Lonzo there, so you're okay. You said the other uh, one. Oh, yeah. I made a mistake. Nice. Yeah. Um, the you're one welcome. we should I'll not speak of, uh, money goes into the jar on
0: that one. Yeah. But,
1: just, uh, you know, that confirms that you owe me golf balls. Kudos, kudos to you for remembering that rule. I forgot about that completely. That was one but, of the OG rules.
0: But Lonzo, uh, Lonzo, I think would be a good addition if this does go down three team, four team, five team. I don't know. I don't put anything past the NBA. Yeah, it's
1: I like wild. Chris Dunn, but like he's not anything more than nah. a good second point guard on a playoff team. Like he, he's not the starter on a on a good you know championship type team. Lonzo yeah. could be. So if they can do it, great. The only two untouchables are Laurie and Wendell Carter Jr. And even them, like for the right deal, he still say is untouchable. So if you can add, add Lonzo to that, I think it's a no brainer. I think so as well.
0: Matt, buy or sell has been a hot topic as of late. He is a playoff impres- yeah. But Julian Edelman, is he a Hall of Famer? Buy or sell, Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer. I'm,
1: I'm still going to sell it. I know he's been so great in the playoffs. Uh, the regular season numbers aren't really there. I mean, he's what, I think it's like 250th in yards. He's like 140-something 140 in receptions. in receptions. Like, receptions. It's been kind of too quick of a career, and there hasn't kind of been that greatness. to I, yeah. I know he's had the great moments in the playoffs, but the regular there's been seasons,
0: so many playoff moments.
1: Yeah, and, and hey, if if that's, I, I don't really know. Like, I've never been in one of those rooms where they decide who's going to the Hall of Fame, who doesn't. It, it depends on how much they weigh those moments. If they mm-hmm. weigh, you know, if if the playoff moments can kind of hold more weight, then yes, absolutely, he's a Hall of Famer. But if you're looking at the career as a whole, not just you know the big moments, the big playoff you know, times he shined, I, I think it's a no. So that's kind of where I lean towards that. So I will sell it. But if, if they weigh those playoff moments further, then yeah, he's going to get in.
0: For me, uh, Super Bowl MVP throws a big feather in the cap there um, when you are putting together all the pieces at the end of a career. But I don't think we're anywhere near the end of a career for Julian mm-hmm. Edelman. I think he True. loves this game. I think that Julian Edelman has life after Tom Brady and the Patriots as well. Um, If he can win a Super Bowl somewhere else, which, you know, winners are winners, not to be cliche here, but Julian Edelman will bring a positivity and a winning um, pedigree to wherever he goes after the Patriots. If he does move on from the Patriots after the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era. And, and does do something productive then, and does continue to climb the ranks into maybe the top fifty all time in some of those big statistical categories? Then absolutely, I think he is trending towards it. But right now, if you were to close the book on Julian Edelman, it'd be hard.
1: Yeah, where do you know? Where do you stand? I, so many people are up in arms saying, like, you know, basically ripping Julian Edelman winning Super Bowl MVP because he was suspended the first four games of the season for for a PED. Mm-hmm. You know, violation. It has nothing that's to do with kind the one of what game like, that the voting has to do if, with. If you want to talk about, you know, if you don't like the, the punishment, if you don't, if you think the first four games of a season or four games is is too light of a punishment for that, okay, that's fine. Like, you can make that argument. But the people you say, want, like, he, he should be ineligible for Super Bowl MVP because yeah, he you want the punishment was to busted be four for steroids games in the plus offseason. No awards. You get no yeah, awards. Like, what is that? Like, no, he, he still had 10 catches, 141 yards in the Super Bowl and was the best player on the field. Like, that's. That's, this was like over half a year ago at this point now like let's just and if get he's over smart,
0: that and if he's smart he'll piss positive again next year get even more jacked get even stronger take four weeks off
1: and do it all over again and now we're, we're a condoning steroids podcast the patriots are playing on a different level <sighs> All right, I'm going to move on from that one. Before I've always been
0: a pro. I've always been a pro. HGH. <laughs> we're we're
1: pro juicing on this podcast,
0: uh, but like the old school stuff that makes hair grow inside of your ears. Yeah, it's like just yeah, it's
1: just normal. Um, <laughs> the Conseco stuff. All right, the the sports story line <laughs> that might have gotten a little bit lost uh, on Sunday was was Ricky Fowler winning the Phoenix Open. Waste management, whatever. Is it still waste management. Yeah. Waste uh, Management Phoenix Open at TPC Scottsdale. He he took that big lead. What was a five shot lead going into Sunday. 5 I think shot it lead was. going
0: into Sunday. He held a five shot lead, I believe, going into the eleventh hole,
1: hole. You want to hear this? You want to hear this? That Fowler had an over par round with a fifty four hole lead. He's seven for seven there in his lifetime. Every time he's taken a a fifty four hole lead, he's go he's been over par going on that Sunday, but. Buy or sell after what you saw Sunday? Ricky Fowler has the makeup to win a major. I'm boring you that Bye. much with that question. No, uh, that okay. was me. He took a yawn, uh, so I just wanted to make sure. Ru-
0: no, that wasn't a yawn. That was me okay. ruminating. sounded like ruminating. a yawn. Um, I'd buy just because what happened on Sunday and the shakiness, the semi-collapse, wasn't his fault. Um, for those of you that didn't the watch. Was- the weather was terrible. He had about a 40-yard pitch on, I think it was the it was either 11th or 12th. I'm blanking right now. But in a 40-yard pitch. The 11th um, was the,
1: the triple bogey.
0: The 11th. Uh, the ball doesn't check up, skids through a wet portion of the green, rolls off the back of the green into the water. All fine and dandy. Five-shot lead. Let me drop it. Chip, get up and down, make bogey here. Drops the ball doesn't come to rest. Drops the ball, doesn't come to rest. After two drops, you put your pit, you put your tee down and you're able to place the ball. Places the ball, takes his tee out, walks up to go look at the green, comes back to walk to his ball to address it and the ball's gone. The ball under its own power, wind and wetness of the day had rolled into the water, which by rule is another hazard, is another That's penalty. Just- which is a terrible rule. It's a terrible rule. If I didn't hit the ball, if I wasn't addressed at the ball, that ball moves anywhere. It's not my fault. Um, Ricky had to wear that one on the chin. Did he get shaky and make a couple big numbers after that? Yes, but he was able to right the ship, make a big birdie on 16, regain the lead, um, and and eventually win that tournament. So the resolve to, in an hour's time, have a five shot lead stripped away from you and then come back and win is a good sign for Ricky. So I'll buy.
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't want to say an over par round was good, but without that triple bogey, I mean he he's what he's even on the day and a day with terrible conditions and probably the most one of the more pressure packed environments outside of a major. I know Sawgrass is kind of the fifth major but like the 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 environment at the waste management is wild if you're struggling they're going to let you hear about it i -hmm. was actually kind of impressed with how he was able to figure it out and did you see his his up and down from the cart path Yes, that was, that was in the day. Cool. I That was awesome. Yeah. He took a divot out he of the card. Nipped path. it off the nipped it off the card path.
0: Um, Matt, you kind of got my my memory jogging here, and I remember them talking about it uh, briefly on the broadcast this week. Would you ever want to see uh, or bonus buyer
1: sell? Bonus sure, by or sell. bonus buyer Buy or sell. Buy or,
0: sell, buy or sell a U.S. based Ryder Cup at um, TPC. What is it? Scottsdale I mean, the course? TPC Scottsdale.
1: Oh, i like with that environment. I mean, that would be like yes. the Ryder Cup environment yeah. on steroids. Could you imagine 16? Oh, my God. With, 16 the would
0: be there'd, be, there'd be people shooting off muskets. There'd be, you'd there'd get be dead, a full American- you'd have dead
1: silence during American tee offs. You'd have people going nuts, like, like the European. Dudes teeing off on sixteen would probably not be able to hear themselves. I, they'd be
0: rattled. And then the Euros would be hey, this is an unfair playing conditions and then Sergio would be destroying hell of bunkers idea, and
1: yeah. I was, now you've got me you've got me in on this. I'm buying that hundred percent. I'm
0: can buying you, it. We can't
1: that. win we can't Ryder cups
0: abroad. We do okay at home. We need as many advantages as we yeah, can. Let's do it. You know, Ryder Cups aren't exactly played on the most historic of courses. They are sometimes, but, like, Le Golf Nacional was target golf last year. Like, it wouldn't be – I don't think it would be a detriment to the
1: history of the game to wrong. bring it to TPC I mean, Scottsdale. TPC Scottsdale is a very beautiful well-known – it's a beautiful course. It just doesn't Scottsdale have the history of a pebble or – No, a but it's, like, it's, a, or, uh, it's, it's still – I don't want to say historical course, but it's, it's a very well-known, has uh, respected course. It's got – obviously, 16 has as much mystique as – you know, just about any other hole in golf outside of 16 at, at Sawgrass, I feel like so. Buy
0: or sell Mystique, an underrated X Men character.
1: <laughs> uh, I was not an X Men fan. Me neither. Yeah. Was that a character? Yeah. I think so. I think that was, was a chick. That the, that, like, was that the girl? Oh, yeah. oh, Cool. Well, that's a good superpower. Yeah. what's man, what I, not super but by yourself but if you could have a superpower that's a mailbag for me that i just sent in right now <laughs> teleportation i man. think you gotta go teleportation I don't, know why I, just, yeah. I don't know
0: why i just grew it in tele teleportation man
1: so uh, teleportation boom. or super speed boom because, you see like, him right super here He's speed, gone. yeah <laughs> super speed is basically like teleportation except like you can use it i don't know
0: I don't but does super speed come in – do you get super endurance with your super speed? That's a great question. Because if yeah. I can't – like, I, the, what came to mind is like if I could just like on Tuesday mornings teleport to your apartment. We do the podcast face-to-face. Yeah. Face. Boom, I teleport back here. I'm at work. If I have that's to, nice you to Chicago into Chicago and I get tired, well, I'm the one with the superpowers, man, not you.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. I thought we both – in this scenario, we both had them. <laughs> well, if we both got a super <laughs> We can take one I'll of go. each. You take, you take teleportation. I'll take speed. But what if I wanted to go yeah. to Europe and like play golf quickly? Like, would I have to carry my own golf clubs? Teleportation, yeah. I don't like that. Maybe I, like, want, I want teleportation I just, anything, I, just, I just strap my golf clubs to my back and I teleport in there.
0: Anything you teleport, anything you touch while you teleport.
1: See, here's, the, here's the tough you. part about teleportation, though. You never mm-hmm. have an excuse to not go somewhere, though. Like That's now, true. you you can teleport like, yeah, I perfectly. <laughs> you have got a family birthday party on a you're you're off on Friday, whatever. You got a family birthday party that night. And People start like, asking you things. Can't of you can't be like, Mom, I can't make it. I'm I'm in Sacramento. So like, oh, Joe, yeah, you can teleport. It's, You'll be here in three seconds. You can It's easy
0: to. to go show face for an hour. I'd love to go show face for an but hour. But
1: you know what I mean. Like they're you're yeah. not even there. Like there's days you, got, you
0: just want to be on the couch. Like, if you got
1: a work party or something that you don't want to go to, you, you, you can't make up an excuse that you can't make because it's 45 minutes away. You say you yeah. just teleport
0: be like the, the powers are a little rusty right now i can't yeah
1: yes it. yeah you know, it gives me a headache every time i teleport i, I don't want to do that <laughs> Matt, is it my turn or yours uh i'm done ricky was the last one gotcha So we Best had like three bonus ones in there so
0: you know we wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't talk about the halftime show matt by sell
1: the super bowl
0: halftime show
1: i liked it I, there was nothing wrong with it i feel like in years past the popular thing has become to just rip the halftime show no matter what happens at it. I thought it was fine. It was cool seeing Big Boy out there in that fur coat, which was fantastic. I want that fur coat. Um, Yeah, I thought it was fine. Maroon 5 was fine. It it didn't blow me away by any means, but I watched it and I enjoyed it. I
0: generally sell halftime shows. I just uh, like like... I'm that there was a for very Joe the, thing to say. Well, not to be a curmudgeon, but like I'm there for the Super Bowl, not for the halftime show. Yeah, but I'm it's going to happen Yeah, and uh, like you said, it, the in vogue thing right now is to pretend like regardless of what it was, that it was terrible. Like, that's what's hot right now is like being mean. Yeah. But um, yeah, was was it good? Did, was, am I glad that they played some songs about Jane songs? Absolutely. Would I have liked a little bit more Atlanta centric? Like the fact that Ti, Young Jeezy, like that group of people, and like not to mention all of the old, um, you know, I know Gladys Knight did the. They failed by not by
1: not somehow playing Welcome to Atlanta. They should have done. Yeah, they should have done Welcome to
0: Atlanta. There there wasn't enough Atlanta representation in it, but um, for for what it was, uh, Adam Levine. Uh, it, just a poppy halftime show yeah it was, it was fine
1: thank you that's that's all it was, it was a solid halftime it was like our, show it was like our podcast yeah we're not we're we gonna you blow know? you away no but we're there people watch our, it people listen we're not <laughs> we're entertaining enough where if you have an hour long commute home from work like we're not the worst yeah, thing to have put on. on there you go that's a great plug thank for you. us
0: <laughs> We're not that bad. Also, I
1: think, I think I'm going to title it usually I, 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 after I, name, you know, when I make the podcast, I send it yeah, to you. Give, give, us a little theme little, give us a little title. I think the title is just going to be Being Mean Now is in Vogue, in quotes, because that's okay. what he said.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Being mean's all the rage. It is. I mean, people like it. Uh, Matt, I'm going to be mean to you right now and just well, what, up what, else? Phone. what else
0: is new. Got a lot going. Yeah. Got a lot I, going right now. Cool guy um, yeah. has stuff going on. Yeah, gotta, gotta sit down with Mike Pereira today. So Where's our gonna, sit
1: down with Mike Pereira? Why don't we're you and send us a uh, for
0: the pod? I could export the audio and we could run it. Like yeah. I, I I won't, we'll I won't do tell any of my will, bosses. But.
1: I will like I'll um I'll implant my voice in before a couple questions so it seems like we okay. both did the interview. Perfect. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, so good <laughs> coming idea. up next week. We got Mike Pereira. Mike Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, that's going to do
0: it, I think, for the Moose and Moons podcast, episode 91. Um, As always, I beg you, I I implore you, send your mailbags. We want to get into more of that, especially as we've uh, winded out of the NFL season here and as we hit a bit of a lull. Uh, send us your questions, keep us afloat, and uh, you guys make us what you what we are. And we always appreciate you, the Moose and Rooms listeners. You guys are the best. Thanks for always tuning in. And uh, like I said, send us those questions. Like, subscribe, share, and do it all. Let's get this thing rolling in the right direction. Bear down. Team matter. Bear, Bear down. down. See ya. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that
1: was awesome. Chicken over steak was phenomenal.